the Lord is offering us His face to gaze into like a father looks into the eyes of his children, that we would see Him and He would see us. Kelly Kashatka of Denton, Texas wrote that God's heart is crying out through the scriptures that we would see Him. This is not about imagining or visualizing the face of Jesus. Rather, it relates to a heart searching to know God face-to-face by the revelation of Jesus Christ. Only God Himself, by His Spirit, can open the eyes of our understanding to see the Lord in this way. What is something if it does not have a face? Anything that is faceless is without identity. What is our relationship with the Lord like if it is with a faceless God? What kind of walk do we have if we relate to God below eye level? Who or what is your focal point? And where is your horizon? Do you see the Lord through a veil which hides your face from the very one who desires with all his heart to live everyday life face to face with us? This is Outposts, a semi-live broadcast from the late night banks of the Oklawaha River. Contemplated conversation and some cool jazz for those sitting back to consider where their feet have been and where those same feet will travel tomorrow. Tonight's topic is eye level and where each one of us are in the level of things. Take a break, consider what's already been said, and I'll be right back. I was involved with a street-level ministry. It was a real hands-on thing, as with any street-level ministry. There were many who seemed unwilling to be anywhere else doing anything different. Some had physical problems, many had mental issues. A lot of folks just seemed wedged in a crack and couldn't seem to climb out. It was a great opportunity to practice compassion, grace, and often a real exercise in keeping good boundaries. Oh yeah. Over time, I had gained an attitude that I, yes I, the great and mighty me, I was in ministry, and that I was the helper, and they, yes, the infamous they, were the ones being helped. 
I, with a capital I, was stooping down to help the little ones, little ones in small letters. Mind you, I didn't consciously see it that way. But being where I am now, looking back at myself there, my attitude and past actions, I can see my secret posture. Not only do I see what was in my underlayment, I also remember the significant moment when the Lord challenged me and my attitude, and how, in that moment, the Lord struck and cracked my outer shell. One day, I met an old black fellow, skinny, nearly toothless, cataract in one eye. He was homeless and liked it that way. Yet, there was something real about him. He went by the name of Tab Roberts. Who knows if it was his real name. Either way, once a week I'd buy a couple cups of coffee and go by Tab's place, which consisted of a tarp with some blankets. And we'd talk about Jesus, laugh and carry on cutting up for a while till he would usually announce he had some stuff to do. One day he was telling me about another guy who was so lazy that if the man had a job tasting pies at a pie factory, he wouldn't show up. It was a pretty good laugh, but then he got all serious, turned to me and said, You know, Captain, his nickname for me was Captain, we need to be careful what we say and how we act because we never know out from under whose eyelids God is looking at us from. It was a defining moment. I thought I was getting eye level with those who were street level, but really I was more hovering over them, forcing them to be in something less than a face-to-face relationship. Eye level means getting next to people where your eyes and their eyes are on the same level, physically, metaphorically, and spiritually, just like the Lord did with mankind through Jesus Christ. He got eye level with us. Up until the advent of Jesus Christ, the Lord was not eye level with us, but when Jesus came to town, God got right where he could look straight in the eyes of mankind. God gave us his face. God gave us his face. Some would simplify the whole concept down to saying it is meeting people where they are, which truly is a good idea, but I believe the Lord has something more in-depth in mind. The idea of eye level has something to do with where your horizon is and what exactly is your focal point. Well, that's a good question. What exactly is your focal point? Being able to see our horizons helps us put objects, both near and far, in proper scale and perspective in relation to where we are. As in all good art, Having no clear view of the horizon or focal point tends to skew and distort everything. Little things are too big. Distant objects are too near. 
irrelevant positions and postures seem too detailed, and the important things are set at a distance and made too small and insignificant. Are you starting to get the picture? It seems like everything is just too something. Too big, too little, too far, too near. Just too something. Can you see the twisted worldview that can happen when something as simple as having an obscured horizon and confused focal point occurs? The world around us is no longer eye level. The value of things change as our eye level changes. When Jesus came to town, our potential relationship with God was miraculously changed. John 1.1 In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. God came to us as Jesus Christ, conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of a virgin, crucified under Pontius Pilate, died and was buried, yet rose from the dead, and sits at the right hand of the Father Almighty. He is Emmanuel, God with us. God got eye level with those who were street level. He looked them eye to eye, walked and talked with people face to face. He heard their voices and they heard his. Aha! Uh-huh. They heard his voice ear to ear. He touched people skin to skin and he felt with them heart to heart. When Jesus came to town, his very presence changed their horizon and focal point, drew their universe into right perspective, and sharpened the focus on all things relative to the kingdom of God. In the world we live in today, there is such a fight going on for what is on the landscape of our lives. The more walls and obstructions we allow to block our frame of reference, the easier it is to have a confused horizon and difficult to keep a righteous perspective. Leonardo da Vinci said, Perspective is to painting what the bridle is to the horse, the rudder to a ship. Jesus, Messiah, the Christ of God, became our horizon and focal point. He is our frame of reference, the righteous bridle for our perspective. The closer he gets to all things, the more all things become like him.
Now, I really like that. That has been a real revelation in my life. The closer he gets to all things, the more all things become like him. John 1, 16-17 And of his fullness we have all received, and grace for grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Jesus had some guys he hung out with. Early on in Matthew 5, they are referred to as disciples, and by Matthew 10, they are called apostles. God didn't stand over them and hold himself aloof and untouchable. He was there, eye level with the world and anyone who was willing to hold his gaze. Jesus and the guys went places together, sat and ate together, and had conversations late into the night. They were more than just at hand level, meaning they didn't hang out with him for what they could get from him. They were more than just mouth level, meaning they didn't hang out with him for the cool stuff he said. Instead, it was a day-to-day, eye-level life, meaning they hung out with God because of who he is. They went on camping trips, like in Luke 9, when they went out to a desert place, or in John 6 when it says they went up on a mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. They even went on some short-term mission trips, like in John 4 when they went to Samaria and an entire town heard the gospel. God, Jesus Christ, was eye-level with the stumbling floor sweepings of society, the distraught, wounded, sick and dying, the lame, ill and sore. He even, are you ready? He even touched the diseased. Now that was against the rules for anyone to put their hand on a leper, but God touched a leper in Mark 1.40. And you know, the Pharisees did not let anyone touch them, nor did they touch anyone, lest they become defiled. But in this case, we see not only did God touch people, but he put his hand on the untouchable. Jesus broke the rules and actually touched the ones who were, according to society, below eye level, or even below street level, and maybe even below gutter level. I find that the Lord addresses the motivations of our hearts, our attitudes and postures, far more than our actions. And getting eye-level with the Lord is about the motivations of your heart. You know, our actions are driven by attitudes and postures, character. I figure if we really want to know someone, we look into their eyes, hoping for a glimpse of character and intent. When Jesus got eye-level with the world, he was pressing past all our external junk, all our agendas, all our props and poses to meet with us, eye to eye, that we would encounter his face, that we would look into the eyes of God and see his true heart, and get lost in the star systems and galaxies of who he is. 
I really believe something amazing happens when we have an encounter with God's presence. The Hebrew for presence literally means to encounter the face. It is a life-changing encounter, a world and destiny-changing event. Our faces identify us and reflect our attitudes, passions, and opinions, and I believe the Lord wants to be known by us, for we are the object of His affection. And you know, when people wear masks and start covering their faces, it causes people to become like a dislocated arm. It denies other people access to who we are. Don't hide your face. The Lord chose to come and be with us, that we would know Him. So much of the world chooses to live below eye level with God, a place where there is never a short supply of passion, honesty, and the truth. Less than eye to eye with God, relationships seem to eventually lack persistence and solid content. But when He is the focal point of our horizon and we take Him up on His offer of living at eye level with Him, it is amazing how life simply seems to roll smoothly together. In Mark 8, Jesus healed a blind man. Verse 25 says, Then He put His hands on His eyes again and made Him look up. And he was restored and saw everyone clearly. In the man's looking up, he looked into the face of Jesus. He got eye level with God. And in the moment, things changed forever. When he looked into the face of the Lord, in the instant, he was restored. And, I like this phrase, he saw everyone clearly. Gosh, wouldn't I love to be able to see other people clearly, because so often people are just muddy and muddled to me, and I don't know what to make of that. Now, wouldn't you really, really like to have a big dose of seeing things clearly? Ephesians 1, 17-18 That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. The eyes of your understanding would be opened, that you may know what is the hope of His calling, 
what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. When the Lord is our horizon and focal point, it draws all things into a right perspective. Job 42.5 I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes see you. How many of us are only on ear level with God, hearing but never seeing? Well, now don't get me wrong. Being able to hear him is both wonderful and imperative. But according to Job's statement, there is more of God to be had by going beyond ear level to beholding his face at eye level. It seems that Job's circumstances were very perplexing to him. And you know what's worse, he had some friends who tried to clarify it all for him. But truth be told, they made even less sense in the end. Yeah, some kind of friends. In fact, and this is just what I think, Job and his buddies suffered from their faces being veiled. But at the end, Job has a radical change of heart from ear level to eye level. And let me say something again about having a veiled face. People like to hide. And you know, I want to encourage everyone to wear your hat, H-A-T, honest, accountable, transparent. That means you've got to take the mask off. 2 Corinthians 3, 12-18 Since this new way gives us much confidence, we can be very bold. We are not like Moses who put a veil over his face so the people of Israel would not see the glory, even though it was destined to fade away. But the people's minds were hardened, and to this day, whenever the Old Covenant is being read, the same veil covers their minds so they cannot understand the truth, and this veil can be removed only by believing in Christ. Yes, even today when they read Moses' writings, their hearts are covered with that veil and they do not understand. But whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away, for the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. Wow! Some of the key words there are see and reflect. With our eyes on the Lord and being eye-level with Him, we are changed. 2 Corinthians 4.3 says, But if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. People whose eyes are veiled seem to easily slip into bitterness and confusion. Their forward momentum only runs just so far. They know God, they hear Him, and there is a relationship of some sort. But there is often something missing for lack of a face-to-face -face relationship. They aren't eye-level. When we rest our eyes on the face of the Lord, old things pass away.
With an unveiled face, we are consistently pursuing the things above where Christ is seated on the right hand of God Almighty. We are steadily setting our minds on the things above, which is God level, not the things on the earth, which is earth level. For we died and our life has been hidden with Christ in God. If we've got an eye-level relationship with Jesus, He is being made visible and we are being made like Him. 1 John 3, 2 Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when He is revealed, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. The words of my mouth have long been, Jesus is the answer, He is always the answer, and there is never a time when He is not the answer. If Jesus is our answer, then we will seek His face, becoming eye-level with God, that we might reflect His image in all our bearings and postures. Psalm 32.8 I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Who or what is your horizon, your focal point that influences your perspective on everything? And think about that. In Psalm 32, verse 8, when he says, I will guide you with my eye, that means you're going to have to be looking at his eye in order to see your instructions and your direction. Secrets build fences. Confessions build bridges. Early in life, I didn't know the Lord. I lived with a veiled face below street level. As a result, I had to learn to live within my own fences. When I was younger, there were things, secret things in my life that I was so ashamed of, I simply couldn't look some people in the eye. It may have appeared I was looking at them at times, but honestly their gaze was just too penetrating for me. I had the thought, if they can look in my eyes then they will know, they will know, oh my gosh, don't let them know. Not until I got eye level with Jesus and learned to behold his gaze were any bridges built across my fences. My veiled face changed because I did more than just hear. I beheld his face. Ah, to behold his gaze has more in it than just glancing at him, 
when we think he isn't exactly looking at us. Oh yeah, don't we do that? To behold him, meaning to consider, to contemplate and discern. It is not only a looking upon, but clearly discerning. Living eye level with God is more than just a momentary seeing, but is a way of having and keeping our communication and affiliation steady. It is more than just a passive thing. It is alive and active, constant, day in and day out, every minute, every hour, every day, every week, every month, every year. The more we look at Him, the more we want to look at Him. And the more we see Him, the more we want to see Him. Paul had a burning desire above all things, and that was to know Christ. He was eye-level with God. And you? And right there, let's plant a big think about it. walked among the crowds of people in Matthew 9, he was at eye level where they could look straight into his face. He wasn't sitting somewhere way over yonder, beyond the blue, unseeable and untouchable. God was amongst men. They could see him and he could see them. He lived this life as we live this life in all its goods and bads. There is no affliction in the realm of men which our high priest cannot sympathize with, for in all points he was tempted as we are, but yet he is without sin. When the disciples were in a boat in a storm and Jesus was resting in the bow, he was eye-level with them. They lived and breathed in the gaze of God. In Matthew 26, verse 6, When Jesus was in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, he was eye-level with whom was considered in that day as the scum of the earth. The leper didn't get on Jesus. Jesus got on the leper. Darkness didn't get on Jesus. He got on darkness. He was eye-level with the floor sweepings of the world. As Andy Squires writes in his song, Not In My Strength, Has he not called the disqualified, the poor and the prodigal sons, scum of the earth, the bankrupt and blind, the lost and unfortunate ones? You know me well, I'm all of these things, yet he still calls me his own. He's washed me in blood under the cross, 
So I boldly come to his throne. I'm Social Porter with Cletus Iommi, and this has been Outposts, a late evening broadcast from the deck of a rural cafe at the end of Old Field Road, where the evening comes alive with the singing of tree frogs, crickets, and the sound of the breeze in the pine tops. This broadcast has been brought to you by Living in His Name Ministries, Mountain Guitars, the Mevin Freedom League, Defenders of Liberty, and of course, our beloved Jeff and Karen at Trinity Bakers, where there's always something good in the oven. What or who stands at your horizon? What or who is your focal point, which causes all things to come into right perspective? Are you eye level with God? Eyes that are shut and hearts that are turned in the wrong direction, tuned to a channel with nothing but white noise, will not be aware that God is in the house. Let us get eye level with Jesus and let him take us up to get eye level with the world, up to the mountaintops and down into the ditches, compelling all we need to come home. Thanks for listening. Drive carefully and pray for your neighbor. It really does make a difference. And I'll talk to you next time. Amen.